We understand the plans that you have uh, and other places have, testing, tracing. You don't have the money to do what you need to do to get done uh, what triggers the different phases of your plan. You've gotten it taken to you coming and going uh, from the federal government. Just to be fair uh, for the audience, what you need to do with testing, do you have the money to do it right now? Uh, first, uh, on your comment about friends and family, uh, it was your wife Delilah called me before the show and said, "Go." It's said, fucking aside. Come on, it's like a side of pieces. You know what I mean? Fuck out of here, I'm Italian. I'm Chris Cuomo. Uh, my wife still not at full strength. My wife, you fucking my wife again, big brother. So I've been going. Fucking my wife again, Delilah. Who is fucking Italian. Only I fuck uh, my wife. Okay, my son gets to watch. I'm fucking Italian. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Check. Bada bing, bada bam, bada bing, bada bam. Uh, we will. Here's the first question. You're right. We need, states need funding. States need funding, A, for testing, tracing. B, states need money because we have a deficit right. after the coronavirus. Right. And you have not been given that money. Stopped everything. So you don't have enough. Hey, Chris, listen, shut the fuck up first off. I'm fucking Italian. You fucking Moliachi, I'm taking the fucking coronavirus. What the fuck are you doing up in Harlem again? Okay, and first I'm telling you, I'm a fucking mobster. I ain't got enough fucking money for New York. Okay, I'm not the fucking Don. Right. All right. Right. So if you they can't don't do pass a piece of legislation, Chris, mm. well, hold it a second. Bada bing, bada bam. They are now, they were supposed to do it this week. They are going to come back next week. If they don't pass a piece of legislation, game over. Game over. But how do they pass because a piece of legislation? legislation? President tweeted today, no legislation unless there's stuff for hotels in it and immigration. Come on. Those are poison pills. Well, You're not going to get anything look, out of Nancy Pelosi. Listen. If you want to help the coronavirus, I want to make sure no Mexicans are getting any help. I hear they're seriously affected by it, okay? With those yeah. things in it? Well, that's if the they, plan. Yeah. And that's exactly right. And look, I believe the Democrats feel burned from the bill they passed. Wait, 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 wait. No, you're telling me Mario Lopez is Mexican? Uh, two weeks ago, the, the uh, bill that had the money for the small businesses but didn't do police, didn't do fire, didn't do school teachers didn't do state and local government, right? Uh, and everybody said, don't worry, we'll work it out. And now it looks like the political divide is getting even bigger. If they don't pass legislation, they don't provide funding, states will suffer. Seven billion more than he puts in. He walks around Washington with his hand out and has for decades. Florida takes home $30 billion. Fucking Floridians, always That's taking shit. every year. That goes back to the 70s. But your own part, look, I'm that not, I hear you on McConnell. I hear you on McConnell, I hear the game. He happened to have won that round. I don't think you get another round. No, he didn't win. Well, he, he didn't get the money. Well, if, if there's no additional legislation, but Trump they just don't have the whole cover of Rolling Stone, partisan bickering in the middle of a crisis mm. and actually come together and pass a piece of legislation. Not gonna happen. You seem to have changed through this process. Um, you sound, you know, uh, different. You, you know, you, you're taking on what's happening in the federal government. Some say that it is evidence of a shift in ambition. Some say, you know, some say you used to fucking think you're Italian. Now walking around with your fucking Moliachi nose. Huh, and you ain't got no bitch, you know, kind of. That uh, going on shows suspect. like Ellen, where she's pumping your head up with helium about how great you are, and cover a rolling stone, uh, that you now, as we used to say in the neighborhood, think who you are. 
Do you believe that there has been a shift in the neighborhood in your ambitions and in your sense of yourself because of all these new friends you seem to have? Oh, new yeah. friends. Some say I shouldn't come on this show because you harass me. Too much fierce and accountability? Me. Can't take and, it? Want a pat and, on the back? No, no, Love it's not it's, pers- it's ad hominem, ad hominem attack. Fredo. Don't speak Spanish Ellen, on my show. Uh, for- oh, this is it. Don't speak Spanish on my show. Don't speak none of that fucking Moliachi shit on my fucking show. First, I'm a fan of Ellen. To do Ellen's show was a pleasure for me. I'm a big fan fucking of Ellen. Italian, yes, but I fucking nice fuck with the gays, you know? Yes, she did. Uh, which she didn't say about you, nope. but she was just telling the truth. Mm. Uh, and uh, nothing about me has changed. I haven't been in the base. It's a disgrace to have. 30- okay, I want everyone to please pay attention to this. It's, it's important. Coronavirus is killing more African-Americans than any other group of people in the United States. That is according to a new study finding black Americans, just 30, 13.4% of the population account they account for, or we account for. They account for almost oh, died. percent of coronavirus death. Don't smile with your fake ass, light skin ass. The fuck you doing, Don? You so remember why is you the on black our side? Being disproportionately devastated by this virus. Let's discuss now. Former NBA star Magic Johnson. Oh, Magic! Yo, this is a great, great pick, Don. Who else can tell us niggas how to survive a deadly infectious disease? except Magic Johnson. And a personal hero of mine and many other people. Thank you, I mean, I've always known, Magic, that you must be on the down low. And as a man who's out on the open, I've always admired how you took it raw, took it for the team, and still managed to survive. Thank you, Magic. I really appreciate you joining us. Thanks so much. Well, Well, Don, thank you. And this is such an important issue right now. And it's affecting African Americans in such a a big way. And listen, Don, I'm Magic Johnson, and I, I, I think I, I, I know a thing or two about getting the disease because, you know, you just like bouncing shit, you just like going in raw and killing, stuff. Killing our community. So I think that maybe the issue is because us niggas are just going in raw and stuff. No, we got to do a better job. Everybody has to do a better job of getting the word out. And that, was, that was classless. What did I say just now? Really <laughs> explaining what this virus can do and has been doing in our community. It's just been really Tasteless. just wiping our community out. And we we starting to take it more seriously, but we, we got to raise the awareness level and then we have to stay safe. Even today, as we as you and I are speaking right now, we got people going, whether some states are open, so to malls without masks and, you know, they're not social distancing. So I was my side bitch the other day. And I told that girl, I'm Magic Johnson, I don't need a mask. Oh, we're hurt, hurting ourselves, too, at the same time. Got the magic, bitch. <laughs> and then the federal government has not done their job in, in terms of uh, getting the test, so test kits into the black community. Well, there's a fundamental misstatement of the issue in the question. We can no longer continue to make policy for ourselves, in our country, in our region, in our continent on the basis of whatever support the Western world or France or the European Union can give us. It will not work. It has not worked and it will not work. Our responsibility is to charter a path which is about how we can develop our nations ourselves. 
it is not right for a country like Ghana, 60 years after independence, to still have its health and education budgets being financed on the basis of the generosity and charity of European taxpayers. By now, we should be able to finance our basic needs ourselves. I myself own 16 diamond mines in my country, and my citizens have seen zero dollars of the seven billion I made in the past month. And if we are going to look at the next 60 years as a period of transition, a period whereby we can stand on our own feet, our perspective has not to be what the French taxpayer decides to do with whatever surpluses that they have. Your Marcos is looking at him like, oh, this nigga, now he's speaking up, you know, he's saying that I will not have to pay so much to these black niggers, so I, I say, hey, I'm down, and if you ever want to fuck my wife, you know, you, you are nigger, so the door is always, as the French say, ouvert. They're welcome. They're appreciated. Whatever interventions that the French taxpayer through their governments make to us are appreciated. We're not going to lick a gift horse in the mouth. But this continent... Especially not if I can put it in my own pockets. And with all that has happened, it's still today the repository of at least 30% of the most important minerals of the world. It is a, it's a continent of vast arable and fertile lands. It has the youngest population of any of the continents in the world. So it has the energy and the dynamism. We have seen it. These um, uh, young men who are showing so much resilience and and, 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 and in the ingenuity in crossing the Sahara, finding ways to go across with rickety boots across the Mediterranean to... I was told a story about a, a nigger who came to my mind from several nations away and lost most of his family along the way. His wife, daughter, mother, drowning, lion, heat, sunstroke, cannibalism cause shit get rough in the Sahara and when he made it to my mind to scrape out some form of living for him I was not there myself of course that would be unrealistic some sort of joke pussy fantasy but I was later told that we pay him negative five dollars a day congratulations we want to have those energies working inside our countries. And we're going to have those energies working in our countries if we begin to build systems that tell the young people of our country that their hopes, their opportunity, are right here with us. Migration and the movement of people is being presented in a manner which suggests that somehow it's a new phenomenon. There's nothing new about it. It's as old as man, the movement of people. And it has always been linked to the same thing. The failure of where you are to provide you with an opportunity. So you move somewhere. Yo, Marcon, you don't have to make those many faces, bro. You can just, like, uh, like nod once in a while. You ain't got to look tired as fuck, cracker ass. Those of you who are familiar with 19th century European history would know 
that the biggest wave of immigration. Macron's like, oh, okay, when do we get to colonize you, though, nigga? This is like empowering for the dark ones, so kind of awkward. In the 19th, in 19th century Europe, the latter part of it came from Ireland and from Italy. Waves upon waves, generations of Italians and the Irish people left their countries to seek the American paradise, largely because Ireland was not working, Italy was not working. Today, you don't hear it. Italian young people are in Italy. Irish young people are in Ireland. We want young Africans to stay in Africa. And how are they? And it means that we have to get away from this mindset of dependence. This mindset about what can France do for us. France will do whatever it needs to do for its own sake. And when those coincide with us, Tomieux, as the French people say. But our main responsibility as leaders, as citizens, is what we need to do to grow our own countries. What are the institutions that work that will allow us to have good governance, to have accountable governance, to make sure that the monies that are placed at the disposal of leaders are used for the interests of the state and not for those of the leaders, to have systems that allow for accountability, that allow for diversity, that allow for people to be able to express themselves and contribute to fashioning the public wheel and the public interest. Our concern should be with what do we need to do in this 21st century to move Africa away from being cap in hand and begging for aid, for charity, for handouts. The African continent, when you look at its resources, should be giving monies to other places. We have huge wealth on this continent, in our own country of Ghana. And we need to have a mindset that says, we can do it. Others have done it. We can also do it. And once we have that mindset, we will see it as a liberating factor for ourselves. We keep talking about how it was that Koreans, Malaysians, Singaporeans, who got their independence... Also known as the lazy Asians. That's the same time as us. We're told of... Malnourished lazy Asians. <laughs> that at the time of Ghanaian independence, per capita Ghanaian income was higher than that of Korea. Today, Korea is part of the first world. So is Malaysia. So is Singapore. And you know Why? how malnourished they are in the ladies. Why have they made that transition? And 60 years after independence. Y'all playing, y'all playing, making a pun. Those are the matters that should concern all of us as Africans, as Ghanaians. And not, when I say so, with the greatest of respect to the French president. Fuck you, Cracker. That the cooperation of France is something that I am, as you know, a strong friend of France. I am uh, Francophile. Okay, now this nigga tap dancing at the end, you're doing so good. So <laughs> Where's this coming from? He's like, but and I love you, Cracker. About our own propulsion, what we need to do to get our countries to work so that we can create the conditions that are. Okay, now Macron's like doing, look at him the right. He's like, okay, now you have sucked my dick. It is okay. How are young people? <laughs> 
to forego this hazardous effort to get to Europe. They're not going there because they want to. They're going there because they don't believe they have any opportunities in our countries. So that should be our focus. And I believe that with that, that if we change that mindset, that mindset of dependence, that mindset which is contingent on aid and charity, we would see that in the decades ahead of us, the full flowering of the African peoples would take place. And that new African personality that was talked about at the time of our independence will become real and imminent in our times. That's what I'm saying. I hope that I'm not uh, upsetting the questioner or even some of my friends who are here. But these are my strongly held beliefs. And that is the reason why I've adopted as the slogan of my presidency, of my period in the supreme office of Ghana, that we want to build a Ghana beyond aid, a Ghana which is independent, which is self-sufficient, that is capable of standing on its own feet and building its own life. We can do it if we have the it's correct TV mindset. Night, which in the past usually meant takeout night. Not anymore. Now I've got Daily Harvest. Um, weird. Aight, y'all. So y'all heard about how Adele is no thick now. She's slim. Eh? And why am I even talking about her on a nigga podcast? Because niggers want to fight, want to fuck fat white women <laughs> um, at a rate of at least 13%. At least. Um... So I guess it's for the people. Now, peep game. All right, so a while back on one of my videos, I said that if a man says that he does not like fat women, then you would not call him fat phobic. You would just say, Is that how that nigga is? That he has a preference for thinner women. Okay. Lord, was I wrong. Little did I know that you can be called fat phobic for literally anything. If y'all wouldn't mind smashing. The like button. Nigga. <laughs> you advertise it on uh, you advertise it on your shit? On my shit? On your shit, nigga? I just found out that people will call you fat phobic if you congratulate them on losing weight. Bruh, I'm on Twitter. Bruh. This fat ass. No, I'm, jo I'm joking, bruh. You see a fat ass bitch, nigga? Tell about it. You're not about to start this video off this way. So I'm on Twitter, right? Yeah, nigga. And I see this woman tweet. This bitch, nigga. Tell about when it. When I lost over 100 pounds. God damn. <laughs> Everyone suddenly loved me. Everyone thought I was Everyone thought I was powerful. I can assure you, being congratulated for weight loss just feels like your greatest fear confirmed. You have to be thin to be valuable to the world. It sucks. Bro, there's no way to do it. Now you go ahead. seriously mad that people congratulated you on what they thought to be a healthier lifestyle. Nigga. A fat ass nigga. Fat ass nigga, you know what I mean? Yo, this crazy. How we even, how we even having this discussion right now? Girl, Adele, you should have stayed thick. Who tried to fuck skinny ass Adele with you? You, you wouldn't even got, you ain't even got one of them skinny faces, girl. What are you doing out here, girl? No, you should have stayed thick. If a love Jewish girl, you had everything you needed. Everything. For a that. big ass bitch. Big ass bitch. And they happen to lose a considerable amount of weight. I will congratulate them. Nigga, why the fuck are you walking around in your house? It looks like a fucking trap house, nigga, whipping crack in the background. On avoiding the potential health risks that are involved with obesity. And that's when your fat, fat ass bitches, not me. Don't get mad at me calling y'all 
fat motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know who the fuck y'all are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just like me. Nigga, I, I know what I am. I wouldn't get mad if y'all called me a chubby ass. You fat ass nigga. No ugly ass. Ugly ass nigga. You fat ass. Ugly ass. Don't black ass nigga. Having fucking. Diabetes ass nigga. I can't die down. Because I know that's facts. Bro, y'all really out here trying to say you fat phobic. Because we congratulate you for losing weight, bro. When I lost weight, Bruh. everybody congratulated me. Yo, congrats, nigga. You used to be a fat ass bitch before now, nigga. Nah, my, you know what I mean? Bring you around the block, robber niggas, fat I used to be. My nigga, I was depressed as fuck. Do you not see this shit? Nigga, look at my fucking face. Nigga, Whoa. I was so goddamn depressed. I did not lose that. Yo, he one of those eat to be happy kind of niggas. Ah, you now, fat. Wait, you fat for real. But people still congratulated me. And you know why? Because they didn't know exactly. Why are you taking shirtless pics, bro? It's just for you. How I lost the weight. And he showed that shit on YouTube. Wow. We compliment other people or we congratulate them whenever they lose weight. Because we think that maybe that could have possibly been their goal to lose that weight. Niggas congratulated me even when I was fat. Because they thought I was pregnant. Niggas congratulated ah. me when I became a father. Like I wasn't mad as fuck. Nigga, the mothers of my children are fucking... Transphobic, nigga, I identify as a virgin. I'm the type of person that'll congratulate <laughs> on their weight loss if they've spoken on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, if that was something that they wanted. You know what I'm saying? Because for all I know, they could've been crack. You know what I'm saying? Are you congratulating you know what I'm on his weight loss? And he like, nigga, you know how many dicks I had to suck for this body? Nigga. I congratulate you. Whoa, where is this going? Hey, where does this come from? If you look healthier, you know what I'm saying? Whether that's with more weight or with less. Bro, they had a whole thread of women <laughs> weight. Bro, I even congratulated Bruh. my own girlfriend. For gaining weight. Nigga, when I met her, she was a size two. Now, she a XL. Oh, love me a thick bitch. Oh. And men. That's, that's why you gotta start with a thin one, you know what I mean? Feed her. Travel that bitch like Hessel and Gretel. Does this make me look fat? Bitch, no, don't. You gotta start eating for that muffin in your mouth. No, no, you know what I'm Plus, it didn't give her any health problems. Like, I really wish that y'all could understand that that is the issue. Nobody is saying that being skinny is healthy. But. What if you naturally skinny? If you weigh 400 pounds. Oh. And you drop yeah. down 200 of them. I'm sure that you. That's, that's the end of the relationship right there, girl. You just might. We just lost. We just lost two babies right there, girl. We can't. My heart can't can't go. You lose that much weight. I, I got you at a nice 400. Oh, no. Chance of having a fucking heart attack. Caught you like Moby Dick. Oh. Wherever you live that we won't reveal. Um, I could have brought the, the horse and, and, and the chickens and the pigs and that. And, and the Knicks. And the Knicks, right? <laughs> Long-legged. Yeah, I could have, yeah. They have this car that a gangster would find in poor taste. It's so long and luxurious. It's almost embarrassing. And what if the revolution broke out when you're sitting in a 20-foot long limo? <laughs> I guess they thought you well, wanted Salvador to... Salvador is a good driver, so I think you, you, you've got it safe. Imagine if me and my, me and my fellas around the golf course just decided to start lynching you, Mr. Jones, and came for you, your family, your entire brood, and didn't stop until we had burned you root to stem. I thought you might have wanted to lie down in various places in it. I, I, I saw that. <laughs> Actually, I think I had a dream about that. Uh, you made an interesting observation about the car. In, in profile, it looks like the male member. And I think the new Ford penis with all the... Uh, I mean, I can see... This, Ford you can, dick. Parody commercial Fully idea. Fully extended, yeah. James, before, um, is there anybody who doesn't know that you are a voice that everybody knows in one sense? Um, 
Do you ever just for fun in the back of an elevator talk as uh, Darth Vader? No, I, I've only done it once. It was, I, was, I was driving across country. Uh, you see, if I were to use this voice in the public, as you say, Charles, I'm sure the police would be obligated to turn their guns off of stun. With the CB radio, and I, uh -huh. and I used Darth Vader as my handle. <laughs> Freaked a lot of people out, you know. When it got to the, the truck stop, it was kind of a, there was a buzz about it, you know. I decided not, not, not to do that anymore. Are there people who don't have enough ear to know that you are Darth Vader? I mean, you're the voice of... Uh, oh, sure. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that Charlton was doing uh, this uh, This is uh, CNBC until I was told. Because yeah. it was a very particular choice he made. Uh, and not, not that he's trying to disguise his voice or, or any more than I do, but they're, they're just choices you make. He kind of acts it. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, no, I, I, I don't play with it. I'm lucky that it, it comes out enough to talk to you right now. I have no presumptions or no arrogance about my voice, you know. You one would think that I might even be in love with my voice. I'm not, because it, it, it would be the most unfaithful uh, lover I, I ever had, because it fails me often. How? Because I'm a stutter, because I, not only a stutter, I, uh, be, being a stutter for that long in, in, my, in my developing years, yeah. I can't have a, an extemporaneous conversation. That is, I cannot be an, an MC, for instance. It's impossible for me. I See, if I were to try to start a beat and try to catch it, my niggas act ma 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 mash it, call me mo 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 You see, these are niggas that can't string ideas and words together. You see, it um it debates me, it eludes me, as they say. That well. Some of the very best people are stutterers, and I haven't heard you stutter. Oh, that's that's because you you accept it. It's it's sort of a. Well, maybe I'm maybe I'm erasing it mentally because. I mean, you are the one in one million type of Negro. You must realize that, Lord Vader. I like you, and I don't. Marlon Brando made, made made the American speech stutterable. You know, he made he made the halt and all that very fashionable. Acceptable. That's yeah. Now, this gets into a delicate subject, and I haven't forgotten the story I was going to tell. I hope. Uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, one of the roles you've always wanted to play that presumably isn't open to you is the fabulous part of Big Daddy, which uh, the late Burl Ives recently late yeah. played. Yeah. Now we get into that whole question of that none Damn, that Marlon Brando line was deep. Maybe I should do a retrospective deep dive on that nigga and, you know, break down the American stutter. <laughs> ...sense that happened when Miss Saigon came here. Shoot that nigga! <laughs> and a bunch of misguided people didn't want a white man playing an Asian. Why didn't an Asian get No, it? no. Why would we want a white man playing this Asian? Look how this white man is getting salty over this. Fuck. Well, you know, they used to say whatever door is the rustiest or squeaks the, the most gets the oil. Gets it's whatever people who are in the most pain gets the protest, you know. And that, as yeah. simple as that. And, and sometimes the protest is totally irrelevant. Damn, James Earl Jones is dropping bars that I'm like realizing the deafness like three seconds later. Damn, nigga, you got writers, you got ghost writers, yeah, to do bro. With democracy. No. It's an aristocracy. The only aristocracy you can defend is the one of talent. If you want to and deal, the best person gets the part. Right. Period. But if you want to deal with, and if that means it's always us whites who get these parts, then by golly, James, you'd better believe it. We're gonna hold it down mm. and take all these roles. I'll play Mufasa, James. I mean, you are a Negro. Unemployment pain. Look at the Asian community in terms of uh, jobs on Broadway, off Broadway. Wow, movies. James Earl Jones is just holding it down. Mm -hmm. 
Look. Respect, Mufasa. Respect. Yeah. If you hear blacks complaining, well, yeah. James Earl Jones is standing up to this white man in 1995. He's like, no, no, nigga, I make Mufasa money and I make Darth Vader money and cracker and you will not speak to me in any way. I mean, the, the Mikado doesn't even employ real right. Asians yeah. because yeah. it was written. I mean, be, we have never seen a real Chinese, you could say, around Broadway. Oh, 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 oh. Played by English, but yeah, that, that, Yo, but the idea, fuck this white man. Idea that I think I said in my nasty letter to the Times, did Burton get to do Hamlet because there were no Danes out of work? Uh, you know, um, it, it I just mean, the fact is, I would never let a Chinese on Broadway. You see, Mr. James, and apply to art. The director can have anyone he no. wants. God, that, that but if you play big. The late Diana Sands once said that uh, if you played some big nigger James, I'd accept that even if it was a role normally restricted to crackers, you were special, the one in one million. Uh, that she probably had as much a grip on uh, uh, Chekhov's ladies that, that, uh, as Kim Stanley did, you know, and true. Culturally, sure. she understood them the same way that Kim did. Yeah. Just didn't look quite the Russian. Did. Are you saying that if you played a, a white man like Big Daddy, that after a few lines, people would just be overcome by the acting and forget about the fact. I would hope so, but I wouldn't trust it. I've also wanted to play uh, well, um, Ernest Hemingway. Yeah. I think there you owe the audience to look, and I get the best makeup artist I could, I could find. You know. What do you think of Olivier's Othello? I just it's saw wonderful. a bit of it the other night. It's wonderful. He said it's wonderful. You caping, man? I mean, he is an actor at the end of the day. Why did all the little... That is his job, to cape for these crackers, but not cape too much, right? Don't rock the boat, Mr. Vader. Okay, no, 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 you ain't out yet. You ain't out yet. He might bring it back. sleep all over him for that. Because he was daring, but I think the, the, I think what they missed was... He was daring? A white man playing Othello's daring? Bro, okay. Busted. He might get booted right quick. Like Finley, for his Iago. <laughs> you know, he was a piece of crap. Really, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, Wait, totally he, shit on the black Iago. A negative assessment. Please don't friend. believe me. You know. <laughs> yeah. Which was Chris Plummer's choice too. Please don't believe me because this is really scary. Iago is the scariest character in any play Shakespeare ever wrote. He is he is Hamlet gone the other way around, mm -hmm. and actors are afraid of him. They don't want to play the tragedy of Iago. They rather play the farce. They play a flip Iago. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I, I don't want to get up on that. Yeah. Frank Finley's backstage now. He's coming <laughs> right uh, and, and then Bob Hoskins turning a bigger <laughs> piece of crap with, with Jonathan Miller, the directing. As what? The, the, the TV version of, of, of Othello. Hoskins was a lousy... Was Iago, yeah. Holy mackerel. I mean, but you know, the greatest actors, Ralph Richardson had a total disaster in Macbeth, and he said, I never saw, saw the dagger once. <laughs> Joseph, how about this? Running into each other. Hey, Mr. Redcorn. I had this old headdress line. Hey, Mr. Redface. Round, and I thought, well, you might like it. Horns and a feather. Thanks. John Redcorn. What in the hell have you been telling my son? He's if out I... here dancing like a fucking hunting. If I stole all that land, would I be living on a dang eighth of an acre? You will rise up and reclaim all of what was... I live in a teepee, Mr. Hank Hill. Your white mind still doesn't see. It's ours. He's the spirit of our people. Bobby is? Joseph. Oh. In 
about two decades, a man named James Cameron will tell the story of Bobby for the first time on screen of our red man being saved by a young white boy who can barely hold it down or boogie like a rad. Oh. Hank? <laughs> oh, boy. I want my son back. Oh God, so peep. I remember this one time I was at home freezing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Sometimes I be hitting that shit. I be feeling ice cold. Hit that shit around my face. My daddy walked past the room, saw me. I said, nigga, you ain't shit, daddy. He. Brazil Marie? I. Yes. Yes, he, what you want, daddy? He, what you over there Harlem shaking for? I. Cause I took a cold shower. And I hit some shit in my veins, just like mama showed me. He, why you ain't just heat up some water like I told you to? Girl, you know it's the same way we heat up crack and boil that shit. Come on. Ah, cause I didn't want to. He Billy Jean, what the fuck? He now you suffering from hypothermia for what? Girl, you out there hollow shaking. But daddy, when you gonna get the hot water back on? He. he nigga, I ain't burn shit, bitch. You should know that. You six years old. That's six years when I ain't getting shit. The fuck get called me for hot water for? I told you how to boil that crack, didn't I? I'm trying I? to get it on as soon as possible, though. I was like, all right. Nigga, he still ain't shit. With that for real, for real, for real, for real nigga, for real. And nobody got this watch. Well, I think like two people got. Why y'all let y'all can't stand it? Or something? Y'all can't stand it. Y'all can't. Same. King of wit, walk. Yo, you rad as is Let me take all this jewelry off. I don't, I don't give my old jewelry back to get new jewelry. This is a half million dollars. Oh my God, that shit is icy as fuck. Half a million. Look at the diamonds in them teeth. That's so icy. And nobody got this watch. Capitalism. I want that well, watch. Like give me, give me. But if you don't got this watch, we can't beef. Me and you are not in the same bracket at all. If you don't got this watch right here, this watch right here, this watch, over half a million, why? We can't beef. Why y'all let them rat and come home to beat, still get more numbers than us, break all the records? How? Why y'all let... How did we as a culture... Y'all can't stand it or something? Y'all can't stand it. Y'all can't... Listen, you live, your, you live your whole life, right? You live your whole life trying to be a real nigga. And, and, and so hard try so hard to be a real nigga six mile how did you know that and this is me this is real danny shit fuck six nine right fuck six this nine, is some daniel hernandez shit you live your whole life trying to be a real nigga trying to be a stand-up tall loyal guy to try to shit on a kid like me to be like yo fuck that he's a rat he's a rat he's a rat he's a rat to be like yo he ratted to then a rat a rat like me to come home and still do more numbers than you, I would be mad too. Damn, nigga, that's exactly me. I've been trying so hard to just do my content, stay consistent in my opinion, you know what I mean? And like, advocate for the black race, you know what I mean? Just be a real nigga. And then like, you're out here snitching, and then you're still doing more numbers than me, 6 9 I would oh, be mad too. Oh, cucked, cucked. If a rat came home and did more numbers than me, I would be mad too.
I gotta take I gotta take self pornography of myself from when I was a child and then send it to Six Nine so he can use it in his new music video. I don't know why I feel compelled to do this. I would. It's his power. It's his power. I, I promise you, I would be mad if a rap came home to like the way I came home and did more numbers than me. I would be mad. I get it. Don't fight fire with fire. I'm sorry, but what did I do wrong? Be loyal to niggas that's fucking. My baby moms, be loyal to niggas that kidnap me, beat the shit out of me on video and everything. Fuck me, nigga, you know what I mean? I'm from New York, I'm the king of New York. I had to take so much shoddy, you know what they call him shoddy? Because he got that shoddy in the body, put that in my booty. I'm supposed to be loyal to that. Okay. You know what? You know what it is? Y'all don't want to accept the fact that those is all true facts. Y'all don't want to Y'all understand why I, I accept it I accept it Yo your latest single Was kind of mid But I can tell That you're probably Going to reach heights You didn't even know Before Even though You reached pretty high ones Before bro Before you went in And that's just the industry bro You did the right rituals You did the fucked up videos You've made all the sacrifices Snitch Y'all understand Y'all don't want to understand It's not that y'all don't understand Y'all don't want to understand Y'all don't want to understand that Damn, this kid really was a, a he he moved their families out of poverty. He he paid for schools for 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 all of the members, whatever. But he snitched on them. Why? Were they loyal to me? Anderson, it's been a difficult time in all of our lives, and there are certainly many hard days ahead. It is, I think, especially important in these times of trouble to try to hold on to moments of joy and moments of happiness. Even as we mourn the loss of loved ones, we're also blessed with new life and new love. So I just wanted to take a moment and share with you some joyful news of my own. On Monday, I became a father. Never actually said that before out loud, and it still kind of astonishes me. I'm a dad. I have a son. I mean, we're a dad, but yes, congratulations. And I want you to meet him. This is Wyatt Cooper. He is three days old. He's named after my dad, who died when I was 10 years old. I hope I can be as good a dad as he was. My son's middle name is Morgan, which is a family name on my mom's side. I know my mom and dad liked the name Morgan because while I was going through her things recently, I found a list they'd made 52 years ago when they were trying to think of names for me. Morgan was on the list. So that's Wyatt Morgan Cooper, my son. He was, <laughs> he was 7.2 pounds at birth and he is sweet and soft and healthy and I am beyond happy. As a gay kid, I never thought it would be possible to have a child and I'm so grateful for all those who paved the way and for the doctors and nurses and everyone involved in my son's birth. Most of all, I am eternally grateful to a remarkable surrogate who carried Wyatt, watched over him lovingly, tenderly, and gave birth to him. It's an extraordinary blessing which she and all oh, surrogates you didn't tell me you were a quarter Cherokee and a third black. No! Why? can't have children. My surrogate has a beautiful family of her own, an amazingly supportive husband. I'm also so thankful for all the support that they have given Wyatt and me. And she has kids of her own, and I appreciate their support as well. My family is blessed to have you this. Know, you know Anderson did that shit in vitro. My nigga's teeth are looking icy, bro. How, how hard are you scrubbing? I already brushed it, bro. family in our lives. I do wish my mom He's and like, my- no way. I'm not. No way. <laughs> dad and my brother Carter were alive to meet Wyatt, but I like to believe that they can see him. I imagine them 
all together, arms around each other, smiling and laughing and watching, looking down on us, happy to know that their love is alive in me and in Wyatt and that our family continues. New life and new love. Back with me is Sanjay. I mean, it's Othello, but thanks, Anderson. <laughs> Anderson. And thank you. It's been a pleasure. It's been emotional. And I feel like we've somehow been 6 nining across these airwaves. My name is Othello X. This is Nigga News. Keep it locked. <laughs>